Well, hey there, everybody. Meteorologist Dave Turley here for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am joined, as always, by Andrew Gordon, meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Andrew, Greetings. it's hard to believe that we are listening to Christmas music already, and we're talking tropical systems. Yeah, you know, it kind of feels like a fever dream out here playing some uh, Rat Pack Christmas music and uh, trying to figure out just how strong those wind gusts will be at the end of the week. You know, there's a lot of uh, questions, and we're going to be talking about that for this podcast. We're going to be getting the latest on now still subtropical storm, Nicole, right. and impact on our area coming up. It's Veterans Day coming up. We've got the parade mm-hmm. on Friday. A lot of things going to be impacted by the system. So we're going to tell you what we know and what we don't know at this point, uh, this point. So let's get into what we have out there right now. Let's mm-hmm. tell everybody exactly where the system is. Yeah. So this is East of the Bahamas and we watched this from last week as a, uh, an invest and even just as a low end risk of developing over the weekend. I remember talking last week saying, Hey, like this is outlooked, but nothing's even developed yet. We think there's going to be a low that forms North of Puerto Rico. It's going to drift North. And then we kind of have to see how it interacts with a trough that we'll be digging next week. Now, this week. Mm-hmm. So now we're to the point where early this morning, before sunrise even, Nicole got its name, subtropical in nature, and we can talk about what subtropical means. But then it's a subtropical storm and will strengthen in all likelihood as we go through the next few yes. days. And Dave, uh, you know, early this morning, the first outlook by the Hurricane Center didn't exactly have this all the way up to hurricane status. Now approaching the Atlantic side of Florida's coastline could be making a landfall Wednesday night or Thursday morning as a Category 1 hurricane, not something that we typically say in November. November, exactly. And, yeah, the lead, the last one, we're talking about the 11 a.m. advisory, does have it as a Category 1 hurricane yep. before making landfall along the Florida, the east coast of Florida, sometime later Wednesday afternoon, evening time frame. And then the system is going to continue to work west and then northwest and then take a quick turn Mm -hmm. to the north and then northeast and really start to accelerate as it starts to be impacted by the upper-level trough coming down from the east, the center of the United States. So the question is, how quickly does that happen? I mean, is this going to be a quick turn? Normally it takes a little bit for the the, the systems to start to turn and then move. They'll slow down a little bit. But this looks like it's going to be happening pretty fast. But our forecasts for our immediate area in the coastal empire and low country really depend exactly where this system is going to go. We're pretty much narrowed down the timing of when this is going to be. But where is it going to be exactly? We're still not exactly 100% sure. Most computer models are suggesting uh, a Thursday into a Friday impact for our area as Mm -hmm. it's coming back over whether it goes into the Gulf, whether it stays over Florida, in any case, it's going to take a turn back over our area. Yeah, and a couple of things to talk here so that it makes it easier to understand the forecast. So a tropical storm typically is very symmetrical. Your, your tropical storm force winds are somewhat evenly distributed away from the center of circulation, whereas this storm is a subtropical storm, so it's lopsided. It's, it's spread out a little bit. So if you were to look at this, the northern portion of this or anything north of that center of circulation, that's where the bulk of your tropical storm force wind will be. So for us, we can already start to feel that expansive wind field Wednesday, Mm -hmm. even maybe even a rogue 30 mile an hour gust Tuesday night, tomorrow night. It's possible. So no, for sure. But that would only be along the coast. Inland areas, that wouldn't happen Tuesday night. I'm just talking about 
potential for the first possible 30. And 30 is not that, uh, you know, important of a number. There's no threshold with 30. I'm just throwing 30 out there. Once you get over 39, that's where you get into the tropical storm force wind gusts. But since this storm is so lopsided, it's not symmetrical. There's not a great center of circulation. It's very broad. This is uh, messy to say the least, but still churning up waves. Looking at buoys earlier this morning, they were picking up wind gusts close to 40 already, and waves were 10, 11 feet. And that's out in the middle of the ocean where it's getting churned up already. So this system will have impacts. It's going to be moving more so toward the west through the Bahamas toward Florida midweek. Well, if you think of that directly off to our southeast, well, a counterclockwise spinning system, which is what these lows are, will already be bringing in an onshore flow because we're on the northern side of that. So we'll have an easterly or onshore flow and a northeasterly flow really for the middle of the week, and that's before that center of circulation comes close to us. But right. since it has that lopsided northern wind field, we'll be feeling that sooner than you typically would. So don't look at the little forecast icon with this storm because it is you're going to be disappointed and think the forecast is wrong. Right. And, and you talked about those northeast winds already coming in. We're looking at the tides. The tides are going to start to be concerned well before the center even gets to us. Yeah. Tuesday night, more so Wednesday, and I think it's the more the morning high tides, yeah. which are going to be the high ones, Wednesday into Thursday. So, uh, yes, Wednesday, I believe, is around 8 a.m., and that's a rounded number there. Fort Pulaski's 10.2. Then Thursday around 9 a.m. would be 10.3, which are both in the moderate flood stage. You get to 10.5 and up, then it gets to, in, into major and I know that we forecasted really high tides this past tropical system, and they underperformed. Great. Would love Perfect. for tides to underperform. Yes. This looks a little bit more consistent. It's a slower moving storm at this rate because we're kind of getting hit at a parallel angle to our south with the storm tracking. And it's a larger. Yeah, it is. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those situations where the waves stack up a little bit more. We're not going to have that potential where in – this last time, whenever the storm advanced a little quicker and went up to Charleston quicker than what we thought, like, okay, well, the, the winds were actually coming back from the northwest already, so it's pulling the tide out whenever we could have had that crazy high tide. We got lucky tide. on that. We did. Five, six hours later, different story. Yes. That's not going to be what's happening because this low will be well to our south, bringing in winds from the northeast no matter what. Now, at this point, it's like, okay, well, we know the tides are going to be higher than their advertised astronomical value. It's just by how much. Right. And that's where we're at here in the forecasting process. Yeah, and it's something we're still going to be watching. So just know, starting out, we're actually going to have some very nice weather. We're recording this on a Monday, yeah. uh, on, uh, which is November 7th. Election day looks to be good. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we're going to have a good deal of sunshine. Still warm, a little cooler than the 80s we saw today, but mid-70s for a lot of areas sure. for election day. Then Wednesday, I still think we're dry Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But the clouds are going to start to increase, and we could potentially see a shower along the coast Wednesday night. Right. Uh, but the better potential for everybody would be more of a Thursday and into Friday time frame. Yeah, and Tuesday with more of a northerly wind, too, we're going to see dew points just tank. They're going to drop. So it's not going to feel as muggy as all that means. It's going to feel more like fall, drier air around. And then on Wednesday, as you said, maybe a rogue shower, but it's more so getting into early Thursday where I think a few more of these showers start to spit along the coast. Yeah, and, uh, and then how much rain are we going to see out of this system? Uh, it's such a large system, which we're looking at right now, and usually takes a little bit longer for it to uh, organize into from a, if it's a subtropical system, into an, uh, more of a tropical system. But with the larger field, I do think we're going to get some rain. How much? Right now we're looking at two to three plus inches of rain. Could right. be some pockets of some higher amounts, 
but a general two to three. And I think this is going to be more of a widespread rain. I think a lot of us are going to see some beneficial rains out of this, yeah, which is I good news. Sure hope so, because we're, we're to the point where we need it. And I know when Dave mentioned just now that increased cloud cover is not exactly what you want to hear if you are trying to catch a glimpse of the eclipse on Tuesday night which is our full moon as well as on Tuesday, which is another reason why the tides are high. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, clouds increasing, and I, uh, I'm interested to see how this plays out with, uh, with everything as we get into the end of the week. Yeah, and uh, one other thing we're going to be watching is the potential for the wind. Mm-hmm. And really the wind is, is a little bit... Um, tricky. I, I would say tricky, yeah. We're, we're still v- very concerned about how much... Uh, we might see because we're still a little bit unsure of that. I do think we're easily going to see 30 plus mile per hour winds. That's fair. How much more are we going to see? Well, it depends on the strength of the storm as it's moving over our area and really the position of the storm as well. Could we get over 40 to 50 miles per hour? I mean, I wouldn't rule it out right now, but right now we're looking at at least over 30 miles per hour is what we're forecasting, uh, especially Thursday and into Friday morning. Yeah, that's when the low has the best chance to be the closest to us. And when I say the low, it's already broad. There's not a tight pressure gradient, but that's where you're going to have your tightest pressure gradient or your biggest difference in millibars over a distance. That's how you measure wind. It's just a dispersal of of wind over a distance or air pressure over a distance. And I think that Friday would be the time that we could then get those gusts, 40, 50. That's that's an outlier at this point, but right. who knows? I mean, you get to 40, that's a tropical storm force wind gust. We've got first alert weather days. It'll be impactful no matter what. And that is on Veterans Day too. So yes. we will see how that plays out. Yeah, that's the other thing we got to think about here. Being on Veterans Day, of course, you got the big parade going in downtown Savannah. Um, you know, people are asking, is there going to be a parade? Will they move it? I, I yeah, They're still in talks about that for right now. I would probably... I don't even want to say that now because I, I, I don't. I'll think, say it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I'll put it this way. If I had a Friday morning off to go to a parade, I would not want to stand in that weather. No. And That's I, the I, way I, I'll put it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have it on Friday. I think they're definitely going to move it. The day they're going to move it, that's still, you know, up in the air right now. It's, the, you know, the turnout too, you know, because so many people want to go out there and, and honor our veterans. You want right. to have the best possible out come of you know people coming out there and, and supporting them and and as we talk about this forecast for the next four days for our friday that looks kind of gloomy breezy just kind of drab and, and gross it's not maybe gonna provide that turnout that you you would hope would be there not definitely parade weather right uh, definitely coming up here for uh thursday or friday and veterans day is normally a pretty quiet time of the year it is um looking back at uh, some past climatological stats here now the max rainfall we've seen uh, was 2.74 inches. Well, it was back in 1920, I think it was. Probably a tropical system. If you're getting that much be. rain in November, it's got to be a tropical system. Yeah, We're I not agree. exactly sure on that. Don't quote us, but it's likely. It's not thunderstorm season, so uh, right. it's fair for us to assume that was probably some sort of a tropical system. And, you know, typically, Dave, we're 70 in the afternoon, 50 at night. We can have hot days, and we did a couple years ago, 2020. 86 degrees. 86. Thankfully, we're not going to be like that. And I think there was a freezing date. Oh, I'm not going to remember it off the top of my head, but we did get down to 31. 31 was the lowest on uh, Veterans Day. I'll see if I can find that real quick over so here. So that's a big, you know, temperature swing of what, 55 degrees. It is. So. Yeah, huge. Uh, normally, though, like you said, we're usually about 70 uh, for high and uh, 54 morning low. So very comfortable weather uh, for parade conditions. I do see a 32 here in 1996. 
Um, and yeah, I, I don't have, remember. I, 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 I looked it. at that data, and it was uh, it was a little further back, just a bit. But oh, yeah, there it is. Thirty one, uh, nineteen sixty eight. There you go. Yeah. So Veterans Day, we'll see what comes of the parade. Of course, WTOC is going to broadcast it. So we will. Uh, have, whenever they have it. Whenever it, it is had, it will be broadcasted to you. Yes. So uh, again, we just wanted to give you a quick little update on what's going on with um, subtropical storm Nicole. So just to kind of recap, if you're, you're just tuning in now, uh, we do think we're going to have some type of an impact. Thursday, Friday, especially as far as rain or wind. Tides, beach erosion, that's going to be occurring Tuesday and into Wednesday before the storm even gets into our area. And right now, we're thinking late Friday, uh, most of the activity will be out of here. Although, I think the latest GFS model tried us to linger some of the showers into Saturday morning. So, we're not exactly 100% sure on the timing and the impacts on the area. Yeah, and the further west it tracks, the more it has to come back over more land, so then that would elongate the chance for showers into Saturday morning. So we'll have to watch that. And one more thing I wanted to mention impact-wise, um, you, you guys kind of know how it can be around here with power outages. Not saying that 30-mile-an-hour wind gusts or anything we haven't dealt with before, but we know that that's kind of a threshold of when we get over 30, we start seeing power going out. So I don't think this will be a widespread issue, anything like that, kind of sporadic. If you guys have ever looked at a uh, Georgia Power power outage map or whichever electrical company that you guys use, they're going to be kind of pockets. Here and there, a tree falls down or a power line goes down and you've got 20 people out. It'll be kind of a nuisance of you might be out of power for a little bit here, there, wherever. But then you kind of have your trouble areas that they take longer to respond to for whatever, you know, logistical reason. So just in the back of your head, kind of plan for the potential of a power outage, if you're a work from home kind of person, you know, maybe go to a, uh, a coffee shop and work for that day or uh, something like that. So that's just kind of in, in the back of my mind. We never have to worry about that because we have a big old generator. Yeah, here. well, we'll be here at work anyways. So but yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, we that's have one more thing. A power bank is always good for the cell phones. Not that we're expecting anything crazy, but, you know, we also no. didn't mention the, there is still a low end risk for tornadoes. Yes. So we have to mention that. Yes. Can never rule that out. Anytime you have any type of tropical system, uh, whether it's a uh, tropical depression storm, hurricane, a subtropical storm, whatever, uh, there is a potential for seeing uh, some type of uh, tornadic activity, especially on the east northeast side of the storm. And that's where we're going to be coming up here Thursday into at least early Friday. By default, we'll be there. Yeah. So we just want to make sure we give you the information of what we know. We're probably going to do another podcast here uh, midweek just to keep you updated on this. This is going to be the big talker. Hopefully this is the last time this year that we have to think about this. It is very rare to have something like this impact us by the time it gets here mid-November. I know. Um, You know, Dave, it just feels very odd. I know that not everybody watches on on Dave's Facebook as he puts a a video feed of this out too. We're sitting here in our podcast room. We've got... (laughs) Poinsettias. And we're sitting here talking about uh, tropical systems. So yeah. I, let's let's not leave on bad news. I know a lot of people have been asking about fall weather. Well, first of all, since we're having that drier air dive in here, Wednesday morning, lows in Savannah around 50. So inland areas 40. It's cool. Taste of fall. It'll yes. go away after, you know, Nicole comes in. But backside of that, Sunday we're forecasting a high near 60 for Savannah. But the lows. In the upper 40s. Yeah. And so 60 on Sunday is about... Five degrees cooler than our morning low was today. Yes. So that's a huge difference, 180 and our temperature flipping there because it's just been so dang warm, well above average. Finally, we'll get a taste of fall back in here. And 
that long-range 8- to 14-day outlook is below average. So I think this is our last little hoorah of your your little spring, whatever, confused weather, and then we'll go into more of a fall-like pattern beginning Sunday going into next week. A lot of people are excited because they like the fall-like temperatures. They want to dress in more fall-like sure, you know, jeans got a wardrobe. and sweaters. Exactly. You know, I went shopping this weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Levi's were so expensive. At least 50 bucks. I thought I, okay, I thought 50 bucks. I went to the outlet over in Pooler, the Levi's outlet. Not to call them out, but. We're calling you out. It, and it was buy one, get the second one 50% off. So okay. I'm like, okay, oh, I try them out. These are nice. I go up there, and it's still 120 bucks. Oh. They're $80 a piece. When did Levi's get so expensive? Is it just me? I haven't bought eighty dollars. I'm thinking fifty. Yeah, see, I think that's that's a fair range. I sit there. I got a couple pair of Wranglers. I rotate between. I'm I'm set with that. Yes, I so. I, I, I agree. I just was there because we're at the uh, at the outlet. I'm like, let me go ahead. I got to get the outlet. Dave, you know you've been running. Cheaper. You've been running more lately. You I did get a new pair of jeans. Feel good. I that's exactly what I, I was like. Thinking. It been running the past uh, couple weeks. Ran again this morning, just a mile or so, just to get your body moving, get the blood pumping. Yeah, cool. So. Anyway, I'm proud of you. Thanks. We'll get through this little weird forecasting week, Dave. And, and I guess, you know, in a couple of days, tune in and we'll have an update. Hopefully the forecast is uh, not changed by too much. Yeah. So that is uh, going to do it for us right now. That's another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Andrew and I will see you soon.